Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome back to the China Shop, everyone. We're dusting off the window sills and watering the dead plants back in the shop. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing all right. Uh, I had a trying week, but, you know, we'll definitely get into that. Trying times, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on with us into the shop today, folks. Rage against the stock market machine. You can also sit back and relax if you're fans of uh, consistency. We'd love to welcome any new listeners yeah. just joining us. You could just, you know, calmly enjoy the show if you'd like. There's no need to get crazy. But, you know, you are allowed to get crazy. Like, crank, crank it up. Yes. We don't care. Go with it. Lean into it. If you're new here, uh, we're just here fucking around, you know, talking about stock markets, but, you know, not trying to get too professional at all. Not trying to make this our jobs. Oh, yeah, we are. Not doing good at it. (laughs) Just not getting there, though. Baby steps. Yes. And that's what we're all doing here is we are giving an honest report of uh, what we're trying, what we're doing. What works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You might say maximizing gains and minimizing losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out the Knowledge Center and financialneptitude.com, or you can give our one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. The best place to be is come hang out on our Discord server. Kyle and I get on there with a lot of great folks every day. It's just a really awesome place to be. That's great. It's it's growing. It's growing too. Yeah, right. Interaction's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. We're starting a book club soon. Uh, I was going to bring that up in show news. Okay. All right. Never mind. Never mind. Right. <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut it. I was wondering if we should start a channel for that. Oh, we should. We should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When folks join the Discord server and they send us a private message with their email, with their mailing address, you know, or an email, uh, what, what do they win? What, we got prizes? Uh... No, we're, we're out of merch. Damn it. Make me a liar. Oh, okay. Sorry. You get nothing but the enjoyment of a Discord server. No, we still got some mugs, shot glasses, beer koozies, uh, you know, your choice. Just send us a send us an address to ship it to. If you're in Canada, please give us a, a home address and not a PO box so it doesn't get returned. Damn Canadian <laughs> postal workers. Oh, no. I love you Canada. I'm just kidding. Yes. And postal workers. And postal workers. Yes. <laughs> Who else is going to deliver my sweet, sweet Amazon stuff? No, the Amazon drivers do that now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a good-natured, gregarious, and grandiose show for you today, folks. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than excuses for a kid forgetting his homework. More options than procrastination. And we do love it when you reach out to us, whether it's the the Discord or even Twitter, Facebook. Uh, if you're old school, you can send us an email, bulls at financialneptitude.com, or you can shoot us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a 
great trade you just made, or maybe you agreed to let the butcher marry your daughter, but then you find out she's in love with the tailor. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. You watching Hunger Games? Yeah, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Nah, it's a potato, potato. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. I, I had a <laughs> potato, potato, unless you're the Tevye at the end of that movie. No, there's a great quote from that film, and I'm going to forever quote it. It's like, I realize there's no shame in being poor, but it's no great honor either. Uh, that's a good quote. All right, show news? <laughs> yes! Let's do some show news. All right. Well, we uh, have an interview with Jared Bibler, author of Iceland's Secret, that will be coming out next week. Uh, so good. Yeah, we, uh, there was no rust in the interview portion. No, so no, no. <laughs> make sure all, you turn into that one. All gold. We've got uh, James Falk uh, the week after. Uh, the week of the 17th, we'll be attending the uh, Trade Pro Boot Camp. Yes. Uh, so I'm not sure if we'll have a, a, a bonus uh, the week after that or not. Uh, let's we'll see if uh, maybe we can work out some kind of special. Just going to be us talking about the boot camp. That's kind of <laughs> what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe we should try and do a recap. And I don't want to put anybody on the spot, so we'll just uh, we'll leave it there. Okay. But yeah, look, look for something along those lines. Sounds good to me. And I think that's pretty much it. All right. Starting yeah. off fresh. Starting off as scholars. Gonna gonna learn us some knowledge. Please. All right. Should we talk about the bet? Yeah. I was for sure that uh, random snuck out of victory. Yeah. You had HPQ, got stopped out, finished with... Uh, Shorted HPQ, by the way. Yeah. You had 477.99. Is that right? Yep. 477.99. Random had VIOT uh, that ended up closing at. Oh, fuck, well, I don't even need to know that. Uh, basically, random ended up with a 510.78. I had the uh, the, the 3X uh, SP, SPY bull shares uh, finished with 518.24. So by $8, I managed to come from last place into first. Damn. Well done, sir. So. Ending the year strong. Well, and uh, since we didn't do a month end review because we only worked half the month, uh, we'll just go ahead and do the uh, consequences at the end of this episode. How does that sound? Well, I mean, if we got to do them, uh, you do. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> remember, remember when it wasn't? Remember then the other, when it was the, the other way? The other tradition? way? I do. And yeah. I, 2022 is my year to get back to that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm rooting for you dan oh thank you thank you it's really hard thinking of consequences all the time it is it is <laughs> yeah i'm sure i should just ask to see your list i bet you have like a whole journal full of them <laughs> it's the only thing i've ever written in my journal oh oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, kyle i was uh i got coal in my stocking this year because i didn't i didn't record those new tunes i've been doing other stuff oh i couldn't find the lyrics they got uh, i don't know what happened to our yeah we had a sheet where we were writing the vial that had them yeah Fuck. probably buried in the discord oh well it's time for the news well we all know why we're listening today the shop is bursting with the week to replay so sit back we got some market affairs get some stories for the bulls and the bears Clowns running companies, laws change overnight, here we are. It's time for China Shop News. Yeah, now, it's time for China Shop News. All right. I still really like that one. Oh, it's a good groove. Yeah, it is. 
So I think I think the Fed said something this week. Yeah, they uh, they they've not been very kind to the markets lately. <laughs> we have like three stories that kind of just kind of tie into this, so might as yeah. well just get to the meat of it. Uh, I mean, the basic gist of it was that uh, the market's now pricing in like a two to one chance of the first rate hike coming in March now. Mm-hmm. Uh, traders figuring that the next increase come June or July, followed by a third move in November, December. Like so, now we went from. Like no rate hikes coming to to possibly getting three this year. Uh, one one part of the article, one of the articles I read said they were they were also pricing in a fifty fifty chance for a fourth hike. Really? Yeah. Oh god damn. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be a rough year. Yeah. They also announced that they're gonna be speeding up the tapering pace of the monthly bond buying program. So the new program under the new plan, the program should be ending around March, to which point it free up the committee to start hiking rates. And on top of that, mm-hmm. so they've been buying uh, $120 billion a month for a long time. What are they gonna do with all those assets they bought, Kyle? That's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna hold them forever, right? They're they're never gonna they're gonna sell those. Yeah. Um. I, do they they announce a plan for that yet, or are they just uh, they're just trying to get to the point where they're gonna start hiking interest rates? It was my understanding that that that's this is the the triple threat, right? Mm-hmm. Is uh uh they're gonna raise rates, they're gonna taste taper assets, but they're also setting up a balance sheet reduction at the same time. It's now know what uh we're concerned about that's all at once that sounds rough you know what a big imbalance of switching from buying to selling that is going to be due to the market like we've had this steady group of group of buyers who are now going to become a steady group of sellers right and they have a lot to sell (laughs) (laughs) they have so many a lot to sell over one trillion a year and when did they when did george say they start doing this like 2013 Uh, i think it was actually 2008 2008 it was during that first collapse so we're 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 talking trillions talking over 10 years worth of hand over fist buying yeah if i look at the graph we're at uh they've got just under nine trillion dollars worth of assets they purchased Mm -hmm. because they i guess Mm -hmm. they they have sold some off before like it hasn't been only buying yeah i think that was when trump went and like bitch slapped powell yeah you can see the curve around 5 trillion <laughs> and then and then uh right towards the end of 2020 like there's a big <laughs> big revert back up to up <laughs> yep yeah what are you doing uh, prop up that, these markets that was your bit about the triple threat yeah just that they're they're going to start selling off these assets there's there's okay. no other way to do it they've accumulated too many I, I i did find something else that said that uh, that that maybe the fed is just all talk some veteran strategist. I don't know who his name is. People are saying. I feel like his name should be David Rosenberg, chief <laughs> economist. There we go. Chief economist and strategist at Rosenberg Research and the former chief of North American economist at Merrill Lynch. Uh, doesn't buy it at all. He says one should be skeptical of the Fed's forecast given the poor track record, even though investors treat them uh, as gospel. Dating back to 2012, the Fed's forecast and rates have been correct 37% of the time. Accurate on core inflation, 29% of the time. Accurate on unemployment, 24% of the time. And accurate on real gross GDP growth, 17% of the time. And the Fed tends to be too bullish on growth. Uh, So basically what he's saying is that uh, 
they say in the stock market to never bet against the Fed, but the bond market, uh, he says you can definitely, it's definitely perfectly safe to say you can bet against the Fed's forecasting ability, especially when it comes to the one thing the Fed can actually control, which is the policy rate. There's absolutely no impetus to domestic demand growth going forward, yet the Fed continues to play the role of the economic cheerleader. Uh, if the Fed were to hike 1.75% next year, that would mean the possibility of a 20% decline in home values and a 30% slide in equities. Uh, and he just doesn't think that they're going to take that kind of a risk. Well, at some point they have to, right? At some point they do, but I mean, we're getting to the point here where Biden's going to start thinking, I mean, he's running for re-election, right? I would assume so. I mean, he said he wants to. I mean, you can't just tank the market going into an, <laughs> an election. I mean, I guess he's got, what, a year before he really starts running and campaigning? If you tank everyone's home values by 20% and then turn around and say, vote for me again, nobody's going to vote for you. Yeah. Well, is, uh, is that a criticism of democracy, Kyle? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I, I, it's just, it's, it's, that's not even a, a jab at any party. That's what a leader's going to do who, who's going to get elected. Right. 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 Yeah. No, you do that shit on your last term. That's when you start doing that stuff when you don't have to worry about running again. Right. Cause it needs to happen. Like for the health it does. of the overall economy, like the Fed has to unload this balance sheet or, or, Hey, we want to nationalize everything. Fed already owns it. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> uh. the, the crazy thing is, is balance sheet un unwinding. The last one was from 2017 to 2019. They, they were unwinding about 10 billion a month, mm -hmm. increased to another 10 billion quarterly till they reached just about 50 billion. In those two years, they trimmed off 600 billion. Uh, five, you know, five months of buying. Mm -hmm. Just wiped it all out. It took it took two years to wipe off six hundred billion without spooking the market, and now we're approaching nine trillion. So yeah, yeah, it, it's gotta it's gotta fucking happen. But they don't. They tend not to unwind it while raising interest rates. So we'll see. If I mm -hmm. think I think you may be right. Like that guy saying. Like, are they really going to do this? Is Biden really going to do this? They can't do everything at once. I just can't imagine that actually happening. But it doesn't matter. They said they're going to, and that's what people react to. I guess what would uh, what would the the potential possibility be? Like, maybe now is the perfect time to to tank it, bring it down, and then in a year switch around. Yeah. Then amend your plan. Get everybody all excited. Yeah. Yeah, and start to bring it. So, like going into the election, things are getting better. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. That's a long game, though. Uh, it is. I, I can't think that far ahead. <laughs> Since we're speaking about government policy, I wanted to mention a crazy thing that's happened over in the country of Turkey. Mm -hmm. So they announced today that uh, what they did in December regarding the value of the lira, they they cited unhealthy quote quote marks unhealthy price formations, and they direct the central bank directly intervened intervened five times in December to prop up the lira. Uh huh. And in fact, uh, the the week through December twenty fourth, after uh, the president Erdogan and the, the central bank announced all this stuff, they saw a historic fifty percent surge in the currency's value in a week. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a really short story, and I was like, like, wait, there's got to be more to this. Like, what what exactly are they doing? Ties of value, special new deposits to the dollar by promising to compensate for losses incurred from swings in the exchange rate. Yeah, the government is insuring the lira, right? But but the, my question was how. So I, I loaded up another article. There's there's a link in the Discord uh, from DailySaba.com, written by 
Daily Saba with agencies in Istanbul. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, to quote to quote the article, the government has argued that the surge in exchange rates ignored Turkey's strong economic fundamentals and blamed high prices on hoarders and global factors. The benefits of Turkey's new approach will become clear in the next three to six months, according to Erdogan. Investors will be encouraged to move towards Turkish lira-based assets by the issuance of government bills that are indexed to public economic enterprise revenues that are transferred to the budget, he explained. So let me let me read that again real quick. Investors will be encouraged to move towards <laughs> Turkish lira-based assets by the issuance of government bills that are indexed to public economic enterprise revenues that are transferred to the budget. After reading all this, it's like they're they're tying it to like baskets of foreign securities. I don't know. It seems pretty shifty I, to me. I don't know if my brain's just too foggy right now, or because. <laughs> A currency going up 50% is just insanity in general, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was so, you know, businesses were were abandoning the Turkish lira, lowering its value because there's no demand for it. They didn't want it. And then, like, within a week, everybody wanted it again. Well, it sounds like the government is paying people to buy it. Yeah. Or to yeah. use it. They're indexed to public economic enterprise revenues that are transferred to the budget that... He explained. <laughs> it should not say he explained. It should say he confused. <laughs> he confused. <laughs> Turkey would no longer be a, company, a country dependent on imports. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how you figure that out. Shows you what a strong man leader can do, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, no elaboration on how the government's going to fund this expensive inflationary initiative. How are we going to pay for it? Shh, Don't worry about that guy. <laughs> Come on, guy. We're busting my balls here. Hey, while we're at it, let's increase a uh, 50% increase the minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. Although that, that's, that is later in the article. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think I'll be purchasing anything based in Turkey. Now, I hope this isn't too inflammatory, but when I worked hotels, there were a string of Air Force guys from Turkey that came out to do training. They were all out smoking cigarettes with me. One of them, they were just joking mm -hmm. around. One of them said, uh, no, don't, the, the saying in Turkey is, if you don't think, you know, Erdogan, he's going to find a way to fuck you. <laughs> like, like one of them said it in Turkish and they all laughed and I was like, what was the joke? And, and that was his loose translation is like, he's basically right. saying Erdogan finds a way to fuck and me meaning he'll, he'll fuck you over one way or the other. Yeah. Like you think you're getting something, but you're losing something too. Anyway, take that Turkey. <laughs> oh, you just alienated a whole oh, class of listeners, dad. I did. <laughs> Start the year off strong. <laughs> Well, I thought maybe some beef would be good for business. Starting beef with turkey? <laughs> All right. Do <laughs> we have any uh, more general news stories? Because uh, I'm out. No, no, no. Let's uh, move on. Hey, Kyle, right now, I just really, really got the feeling that I need to talk about a woman that is near and dear to my heart. Did she, did she make her payment for this year? Oh, I, I, I don't know about that. That, that would, you would know more than me. I don't know if she has either. We'll just we'll just trust her. How about that? We'll we'll trust her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll trust her. All right. I'll be checking my mailbox <laughs> for the check. Some loans are just a big mistake in up over your head. Drowning 
Bits and fees Someone left unsaid Seems the right kind of lender To find the thing that fits your needs And you just have to call her Cause you know that she was born to be She's a loan maker Dream banker Dead saver Won't you call her up and see She's a loan maker Dream banker Dead saver Won't you call her up Go, go, go <laughs> Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is the best certified mortgage advisor I've ever met who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. How many of you have you met? I have met at least five in my life. All right. Top 20%. Way to go, Sue. She's the, she's the top 100%. <laughs> she's number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just represents 20% of total mortgage advisors I've met in my lifetime. She's helped thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, (laughs) refinancing, or even reverse mortgages. Sue will help. She's licensed in 27 states. So reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her a call, 520-977-7904. Or you can send her an email, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number, 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number, 206-048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. And Two Bulls in a China Shop is also proud to be affiliated with the Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro! Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. I need to rewrite this because I keep twisting my tongue every time I read it. Uh, they've got a great staff, highly knowledgeable, successful traders. There's no better place we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. You can find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description. Or you can join our Discord and still get that juicy 10% discount. Oh, yeah. uh, Secret discount. We are the only ones that have access to. And you know what? I actually figured out that uh, technically it's not really a discount for for on George's end. So he's still technically correct when he says he does not give out discounts. Uh, We just uh, reduced our cut (laughs) by 10%. So that way we can give it to the listeners. Great. Now you let them all know. What? That we're looking out for them? Yeah. That we're not in it for the money? Yeah. Well, I feel like that's, I feel like they should know that. I guess. You want people to know our secrets. I just like knowing something that we didn't share with the listeners. (laughs) 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 Gotta be open and honest about everything, Kyle. God. Everything. Everything. It's bad enough I told them all I blew out an account. Oh, wait. (laughs) No, you haven't done that yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna make so much sense when I edit this back into the middle. Oh, Oh. God damn (laughs) Uh, yeah, if you uh, if you jump into uh, if you check out that Trade Pros website, there's still time to sign up for the uh, boot camp. I believe. Oh yeah, I think yeah. the the cost was was something like ridiculously low at like three or four hundred bucks for a seven day or a five day course. So there's insane value in that right there. Yeah, yeah right. You can blow out ten futures accounts for the cost of one boot camp session <laughs> with these guys. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about like just losses and futures, like, yeah, I could have paid for this several times over. <laughs> oh, yes. Anyway, you ready to talk about some stocks, Kyle? I guess. All right, all right. Just put those stock tickers on the list. Go through the charts so nothing gets missed. Today's trades, they could all turn to gold. I'm playing stocks till I'm out of the hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Oh, we are so on the wrong page. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're in sync. We're really in sync today. All right. We'll 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 fake it till we make it. Can can we talk about Pepe Silva? It's, it's, I've been dying to talk about Pepe Silva. Is podcasting like getting your period? Like, will we eventually sync up if we just keep doing it? Yeah, but it turns out that's just statistics. Nothing biological about it. Oh, Re- really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's period starts and is a different space apart. So just if you work with or around somebody long enough, eventually it'll happen where it's at the same time. And then you're like, oh, look, we're synchronized. But if they were to keep tracking it, they then get off sync and then back into sync and then off sync. That because of just the nature of cycles and patterns. All right. Mm-hmm. That's talking stocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, let's talk about Ford. Oh, yeah, shit. I I wish I had been working through the end of Christmas. I I wasn't paying attention to any stocks or doing nothing. Um, Yeah, Ford has been on a tear. Uh, Mm -hmm. What did it close at today? $24.44. Did they have their earnings that just come out, or was it just a a report on their sales? Their earnings is January 24th, according to TradingView. So, it must have just been a sales report. So their inventory jumped up uh, 22,000 from November, which is impressive because of the semiconductor shortage. And we talked about them before because they were getting into the semiconductor business, but I doubt they've already started doing that yet. The sales for the year has fallen by 6.8% from the previous year, but the fourth quarter was uh, up 27% from the previous. They sold over half a million vehicles. And I believe there was also some news about their EV truck that uh, was doing really well as far as the orders going on that. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I saw something saying that like they're looking at double the orders. So, uh, yeah, the stock has been, uh, uh, I think it's at like a two-decade high right now. Last time it was this high was in 2001. We, we had that, uh, that box we were watching, Ford, in that consolidation since November, if you recall, because we've talked about Ford before. Yes. Yes. We were watching that. Yep. If you recall, we had a, a $19 bottom, $20, 80 cents. Right. And I stopped, I stopped watching for, you know, just a couple of weeks. Just a few days. And then it broke out. <laughs> <laughs> it broke hard too. Yeah. Like December 31st opened at $20.44. January 4th, it closed uh, $24.31. So that's like almost 20%, guys. It's, it's, wow. I mean, I don't see a strong resistance until it gets to 31 half going back uh, to that peak uh, in, you know, the 2000 or just before 98 to 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pull out to the, the monthly candles. Other thing you have to be careful with when something shoots up that fast, uh, it doesn't leave behind a whole lot of support for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in case uh, you know things start to turn around, so it could fall through those levels pretty quickly. So if I'm looking at these monthly candles, like I was looking at a futures chart, mm-hmm. I would I would put twenty twenty six is tempting, but I really like uh, twenty seven seventy five twenty eight. I put a level there uh, on the monthly. Yeah, looking at the monthly candles. Trying to see. Uh, yeah, I could see one there. Uh, here's something interesting though. What's the day today? Today's the seventh. Mm-hmm. So it's been a week of trading, and we've already got half the volume this month that we've seen in the previous months. Yeah, things very bullish for Ford. Man, I really wish I joined everybody back in September when it was thirteen. I'm trying to see where a good spot to try to jump in would be. Probably somewhere around twenty-one, like you said, twenty-one, twenty-one eighty. Oh yeah, that previous top. Yeah. 
it's it's coming. You know, there's a reason this is the resistance level. Looking looking back to where it was mm-hmm. in, back in 2001. That's crazy. 2001. Jeez, please. Ford doing quite well. Um, what do you got as far as uh, stocks, stock news? Um, it's funny because I didn't lo- like the ones I loaded up the charts for. I don't have news. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm the one that spotted the uh, or brought up, I guess, the uh, the GameStop rising and extended trading Thursday. Uh, I got to pull up to see how they did Friday. Yeah, Game- GameStop's uh, one around 140. Uh, they've announced that. Uh, they're creating, a, they are creating a marketplace, officially announced creating a marketplace for NFTs. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea being that not only can, uh, not, not only will they have a marketplace to exchange them, but that they're partnering with games themselves mm-hmm. to purchase for, for virtual video game goods to sell those. Okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, There's a lot of excitement with that when that announcement came up, but man, it's, it got rejected hard off of 160 looking at this chart. The reason the reason I brought it up was uh, because of Ross Klein and our conversations with him, and mm-hmm. what you would want to see in a turnaround story. Yes, and that uh, GameStop does check a lot of those boxes. Yeah, you got new leadership, and right, and a new this kind of announcement from new new leadership definitely. I mean, I. I want to. I want to say I'm, I'm bullish on on GME. Uh, I think I think you've been right <laughs> as like a long term turnaround play. Like I'm really starting to see it come together. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, you got to really they got to get past that 160 level again, though. That's looking uh, that sell off was. There's a lot of volume on it, and it hit hard. Right. It, the question is 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 what's the fair valuation for this new company going to be? Right and, and right now, one sixty is not it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, nope. Looking at that daily chart, uh, <laughs> people say yes, that company's worth something, and it's not one hundred sixty. Anyway, that's when the sellers showed up. I will say though, if it pops above that, man, uh, look out, that thing could run up. There's a lot of volume traded between uh, two twenty and was that one seventy. Where are my TPO charts at? No, yeah, you're right. It, there's a lot of volume up there, but most of the volume still, when you zoom out, is at ten dollars. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. So, GameStop, I'm I'm eager to see what will become of its price as its new businesses come to fruition because they start making a ton I, of money. That stock is going up. One forty will be too cheap. Well, that's one thing I always liked about the company before the transition was that they were a revenue generating machine and they had a very easy to, the way their, their system was set up, it was very easy to, to close out underperforming stores. I mean, they were bringing in you know, over a billion dollars in revenue a quarter, I believe. Like that's got to be worth more than, you know, $10 a share. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. when there's so few shares outstanding, like that market capitalization, car capitalization was, was tiny compared to what they were doing a stock that uh i wanted to talk about that isn't in the news yeah spring into this one on you fresh kyle you're gonna have to load up the chart uh albertson's companies aci Ooh, they've got earnings coming up too do they it's not listed on trading yeah yeah they got it done monday i think the reason uh you know i've been watching them ever ever since they hit those new highs back uh in december beginning of december and the end of november Mm -hmm. and they had just like a horrible their first week of december just uh, took them took them from like thirty six half to thirty. 
It was right. like one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dumped a lot of value. Yeah. And I was looking for reasons to get long and I did did not uh did not stay long for very long. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at it right now and I think I want to be long looking at the daily. That's why I bring it up. What got me excited about it is we are seeing shifts into into value, right? We're we're seeing that yep. order flow. We saw it last year. It's like seasonal. Mm-hmm. Kroger just hit a new all-time high today. Okay. So, a nice laggard play. I looked at Albertsons and was like, oh, this is a catch-up play for sure. I really like this idea. It, it The $30 held as support. It had a good, good, good week. Today ended on not, not, it was a sell day, but not such impressive volume. And the close was at like yesterday's close. Probably to the, yeah, yesterday closed 31.21. Today, Closed thirty one twenty one to the penny. Yeah, to the penny. And then look at the uh, that bounce off of. I got to support at twenty nine half is where I drew mine at. Uh, that it's been bouncing off of. And then just look at the volume accumulating on that on that after the new year started. I mean, that is just uh, I'm almost double the volume from than what they were seeing uh, leading up to the end of the year, which I guess kind of is expected, right? People took a lot of the time off, but still seeing that volume increase like that is a great sign. I'm I'm wondering if I should buy after hours shares right now. Uh, I wouldn't fault you for it. <laughs> uh, I really like that one. I wanted to bring up that chart for people because we do have a little bit of time, the, the listeners that get to it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't give advice, but here's one I'm so excited about. There's no news, but I had to I had to bring it up. Do you have any other important levels to watch on this? 3379. I don't remember why I marked that one specifically, but it's there. Uh, previous top, it looks like roughly. Oh yeah, yeah. Previous top. Oh yeah, I was bouncing the previous tops with those bottoms. I was kind of yeah. line of best fit there. And then I, I had the top at thirty six fifty is is a is a level. It's popped up above it. That's when I first got excited and got long. Popped up above it, and the next day it popped really up above it, like thirty seven eighty five, and I was like, "Woo! I'm gonna buy the top!" And then it just went. <laughs> it just went. Shut down. Oh, and the good thing with the two is it's still still following structure. You're still seeing higher highs and lower lows. If this is the bottom here, uh, as long as that twenty nine half, I think holds. I'm, I, I'm liking this a lot. Yeah, that's definitely the the stop level for sure. All right. Well, I have one to bring up too that we've talked about before. Uh, kind of the same idea. Uh, I was liking the strength that Johnson and Johnson was showing. I was looking at that. That looked like that was making a push to challenge its all all time highs again. Another one that's in that kind of same field is Bristol Myers Squib. Yeah. And I was looking at the way it is bouncing off of a level at like $63 right now. It looks like it's just getting ready to bust out of that. And I know I jumped the gun a little bit, but I did pick up a couple of cheap calls uh, just on the off chance that, you know, that starts next week. But looking at the volume it was seeing today, looking at the strength and the uh, the other names in the same field, like I'm kind of liking this one to to try to bust out above that. Yeah, I've got an option zone I drew at around $62 level. Uh, it's just it's it's holding like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. I like it. So this one, I think, as as long as it stays above you know sixty eighty somewhere around there, mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, if it drops below that, then I probably cut my position. Uh, if it jumps up above, like I'm hoping, then you're, I think you're targeting. I think your first target is about sixty four half, and then your next one will be around sixty eight. I like those levels for sure. Um, uh, that kind of wraps up what I've got. I uh, didn't really feel like pulling too many up. I was looking at so many different stocks that 
I mean, I was looking at Apple. We saw that Apple became the first $3 trillion. They, they were the first trillion dollar company as well. Yeah, I mean, their stock is looking pretty interesting too. I'll give a shout out also to Chesapeake Energy Corporation, CHK, one of the, the change bridge picks. Oh, yeah. They hit new all-time highs today. Actually, let's look at uh, let's look at Campbell Soup. Campbell fucking soup. Or just Campbell Soup. What's the stock ticker? CPB. CPB. Uh, this is one that uh, user VRAN was looking at and liking a lot. I'd say he was fucking dead on the money, too. Yeah, look at that rounded bottom. Broke out above 44 Ooh. quarter. I think yeah. he was targeting somewhere around 46, which looked like uh, hit that today. So, nice job, VRAN. Right. And look at the last, the gap from June of last year. Uh, yep. 46 up to 48, 49. He jumped in a little earlier. We were looking at it. I said I wanted to see it. I think th- this is about the level I wanted to see it surpass uh, right around 46. Well, I should probably pull up the actual messages. Break and retest of right where it's at. So it just broke. I want to see it go up yeah. a little bit and retest it. That's going to be a sweet, sweet play. I think that's the high probability play. But even if it uh, comes back down and retest 44, I'd probably look at picking something up there too. But yeah, this uh, this guy can fill its gap. Ooh, pretty decent money on a stock that's typically not not that volatile. Yeah. So the options should be pretty cheap on it. 40, 40 is like a strong floor. Yeah. For, that, for, the, for this price right now. Oh, shit. No, we're looking at 44 where I wanted to see it above before I went long. I wish I was continuing to watch that because uh, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. Yeah, on solid volume too. It, it tried two times to break out, then it finally did. Looks like you could have uh, easily gotten it right around there. Hit our first target at 46, and that looks like it's, uh, if it can keep that momentum up, yeah. Looking at 48, 49. Right, yeah. Right now, if it pulled back and retested to 44, 25, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's the, the safe entry. Yep. You know, like you see the, the continuation before it down from 40 got up to 44 retested 42 now it's on onward and upward yep hey kyle we got any earnings coming up uh we got albertson's on the 10th uh actually might be the 11th uh cmc tilray nothing really the next two days on the 13th we've got uh taiwan semiconductor materials and delta airlines uh then we have the banks uh closing things off on friday jp morgan wells fargo citigroup Okay. All right. Let's move on to crypto. Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I know you're greedy. I know you need. The only news I came across, and it made me chuckle, so I wanted to share it. We get out of the way real quick before we talk about something serious. January 4th, article on theblockcrypto.com. I'm sure the the height of journalistic excellence. They did an article because <laughs> about a Goldman Sachs press release that Bitcoin is set to take further market share from gold, mm-hmm. which says to me, Goldman Sachs bought Bitcoin, now wants you to buy it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I am becoming less and less convinced that Bitcoin is a, an inflation hedge. Yeah. Either that or it's just still too erratic. I don't know. Even after Dr. Hans? Yeah, even after. I mean, it's just, it's tanking too much when like all the things that, to me, like inflation is one of the main things that's, it's, 
causing the decline. Like you would think that Bitcoin would be stronger in this type of you know environment. Right, not lose 11% last week. Yeah, it dropped a shitload today. And I think today it fell below 42,000 for the first time since late September. Yeah, it is at 41,786 as we speak. I found a story that said they're tracing some of that to shutdowns in Kazakhstan. <laughs> Wait, the price is dropping because mining is going down in Kazakhstan? Uh, they didn't even say it was because of mining. They said uh, shutdown in Kazakhstan. What shutdown? Uh, anger in fuel, uh, deadly protests. Uh, oh, okay. It's because of the Omicron. Yeah, it is. It is due to the, the mining. I thought when less people were mining it, the more the price goes up. You would kind of think, right? Like, shouldn't that help with scarcity? Right, because mining operations pay for their operations through selling Bitcoin. So, they're constantly being sellers. So, the less of them there are, the less sellers there are, you think it goes up. But I think you're onto something. If it's dropping in times like these, what what is happening? So, Kazakhstan apparently is uh, like the second leading miner crypto trailing only the United States. So there's fuel shortages that led to massive instability in the nation, so much so that the president sacked the country's government and asked Russian paratroopers to help out. Uh, he also ordered the Kazakhstan telecom provider to stop internet service on Thursday. That, basically, that sent about 15% of the world's Bitcoin miners offline. Whoa. The stuff that China was doing when they banned the cryptocurrency mining and transactions within its borders. Like I, I saw another thing pop up that said that they went from like 62% of the share down to zero. Zero. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's why Kazakhstan uh, is seeing why Kazakhstan is such a strong producer, a big producer now is because a lot of the operators in China moved to Kazakhstan in order to continue doing their, you know, deep mining, crypto mining. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, Like we thought that the institutional investments, uh, like people like Goldman Sachs buying it up would lead to less of this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Maybe we spoke too soon. I, I have a level drawn on my chart. At 40,820. So, and it Mm -hmm. tagged it. It tagged it this past week. Um, It's come up off of it. But if that level doesn't hold, then, I mean, we don't got another big level below 31,000. I don't know, man. It could, I would, I would say buy like crazy if 31,000 holds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As long as this, you know, 40,000 area holds, it's still structurally following a bullish structure. Yeah, well, and then that next 31,000. But I remember mm-hmm. talking to a, a friend about Bitcoin when I drew these levels and I was like, I don't like buying it here, but I would love to buy it down here, 40,000 or 30,000. I would love to hear if you talk to that person again. If they're if ready. they're apologizing <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think they, they did. I, I, I really wish my friend had taken my advice back yeah, in. Yeah, when you told him so. Like, take- <laughs> At least sell a little bit. Yeah, you can buy it again when it's lower. You can always buy it again. Now I just need to take my own advice. (laughs) I know, right? Speaking of which. Is it what? Draw! Oh, you got me. God (laughs) damn it. I tried so hard. Oh, Dan, do you have any good, bad, or ugly stuff to talk about? I know you didn't really do a whole lot last since we've been offline. Well, I did want to mention, and I hope I don't take up too much of your time, dear listener. Uh, I totally blew out my futures account a week ago. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. 
Uh, I over trading. I got obsessed with that new Dom stuff and just mm -hmm. it, it was. I wasn't following the process I was being successful at, and I just didn't follow good risk management. You know, I broke all I broke all the rules. I kind of followed a similar trajectory. Yeah. Uh, this past week, but you know, at least had some good I could start off with. <laughs> Well, I, they were all related, and, and my good doesn't make sense yeah. unless, you know, that it blew out. So, uh, I dug into the books. I've been re-watching. I'm prepping for this boot camp. The, my good has been the things I've done in response. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't been depressed on myself feeling like I'm a loser at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, been, I've been thinking, okay, this is what I do now. Like this mm -hmm. is this is what I do now. There's no like, oh well, that didn't work out. Go move on to something else. Like, no, this is it. So, what did I do wrong? Like, like it's helped me. Like, I, I'm helping myself by digging in and and looking at where I failed the process uh, and how I can do better when I put some fresh capital in there. You know, and we we chatted a little bit uh, uh, about ways to utilize the DOM strategy, and I really like what we came up with at using alerts to kind of. Because you can't just stare at a DOM for too long. That was the same issue that I was finding. Mm -hmm. Like the mm -hmm. DOM can be very powerful when you see those turnarounds. Yeah. You can see the offers and bids pulling off of there in real time. And you're like, okay, this is the oh shit moment for sellers. Buy it here. They're running scared. Mm -hmm. But when you stare at it for, you know, three, four or five hours, you start just making shit up in your head <laughs> because you just, you just can't stare at something like that. Yeah. Oh, look, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The idea is that we we chart these levels in the key, the big areas, and then can set an alert on the chart. Like, oh, when it starts getting close to there, I like you know three or four points away, yeah. maybe five points away. Give me an alert, so then I can start watching. Now we'll look at it. Yeah, yeah. that way we're not staring at it all day long and then getting in our own heads. Uh -huh. We can still maintain some of that trading discipline. So I really like this, the idea that we came up with. Now the idea is to test it out and uh, and see how well it works. Yep. My good was just basically the end of 21, the start of 22. Like up till Wednesday, I was doing phenomenal. Mm. Like I felt like everything was finally coming together. I did it. And then Wednesday hit. Wednesday is my bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. And it's, it's so interesting, I think, in that like this kind of – I mean, I describe it as a complete meltdown, basically breaking every single rule, revenge trading, mm -hmm. uh, trying something that just kept not working and just kept <laughs> increasing size, trying it again and again and again. It's going to yep. work eventually. It'll by the time work. it does work, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You've made, okay, great. You made, you know, 15 points, but you lost 50 trying to get to that point. Yep. But that wasn't even the ugly. The ugly happened the same day, Wednesday, after the FOMC, and then it just completely went off the rails, and then it was just clicking madly, and that was it. Oh, no. When I take a step back, like, at first, I was kind of disappointed with myself, but at the same time, like, I felt like, it felt good. It felt good to get this release out. Like, I felt like I had, I'd been bucking against these rules for so long that I've been enforcing on myself that I finally just threw the shackles off and just fucking went hog wild. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> And like I, I was aware of it happening in real time. Like I know I'm, I'm breaking everything. I'm melting down. I'm losing control. But it just felt so good to do it. <laughs> it was such a strange feeling. You like you've been learning to race a race car, and you've been afraid of wrecking the whole time, and you finally got a crash, and then you survived. And then you're like, oh, okay. Now I don't need yeah. to be totally scared yeah. of crashing. Now I'll survive. I can, I can get past that. 
Yeah, exactly. And the you know, the, the funny thing too is like yeah, I'm making it sound more dramatic than it really was. Like I've lost more trading options, <laughs> like on single single positions, like ten oh, times yeah, more same, same than what I actually lost here. on the day. Yeah. So it's not like it was like that big of a disaster, but it just it, it was, but not monetarily, more just mentally and emotionally. But there is good coming out of it, like you said, like the you coming up with a new plan, doing steps to to improve your own mental state uh, in order to continue doing this. I kind of did something similar. I went through, I completely revamped my journal, took myself out of trading for Thursday and Friday as far as futures mm-hmm. go, because you know there has to be consequences when you fuck up. Uh, so staring and watching at all these juicy opportunities and trying a couple of them on sim, making you know ridiculous profits on those where like, hey, could have been trading that if you didn't fucked up. Yeah, but <laughs> if you follow your goddamn rules. Like hopefully that drives that lesson home. Yeah, turning this into a learning opportunity, seeing what kind of went wrong, getting me to that position and then trying, now I can try to take steps to mitigate that risk going forward. And I think some of it is just, you know, watching it too long. You just can't stare at the screen as long. For, yeah. You know, eight hours a day, five days a week. Just can't do it. Well, right. Yeah. Very, uh, very interesting start of the year. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm fortunate that cause my ugly is obviously I did the, the, the same, same things. Only I stretched it out over three or four days, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't one blowout. It was like a slow meltdown right there, right there with you. And in, in many ways, kind of glad that I was able to do it like like you said i realized when you mentioned it like i've also lost more playing options than i lost blew out on that futures account yeah easy and easy. Uh, it still feels it is nice to have it out of the way too because like, i've kind of it almost feels like something like this is an inevitable trying to learn as as a as a rookie right yes it's almost like a rite of passage and i feel like i've passed it <laughs> all right sweet <laughs> like, okay, we've done that. Check that off the list. Now we can move forward. Yeah. Now I don't yeah. have to be afraid of it anymore. I crashed the car. Now give me another one so I can not crash that one. We also crashed a beater, not the expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Dad's, you, you, dad's a you know Sunday Corvette that he drives. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I just crashed my older sister's beat up Datsun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway. <sighs> oh. All right. What's, what are these bet consequences? I didn't get to stew with them. I don't even know if it's a choice. No, there's no choice. No, no choice. No choice. Okay. It's going to be great. Great. Have you ever heard of the movie uh, The Room? Yes. Um, can you give a quick description for the listeners who maybe haven't? The Room is an independent film made by a madman. No, he's not a madman. Some rich <laughs> dude was like, I want to make, make a movie. He's got some weird, indistinct foreign accent. Uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. he made a movie and it's epically bad. He even, I think he even took out billboards in LA trying to get it like nominated for like Oscars. Or yeah, no, he went, he pulled out all the stops. Like he was a successful businessman and he ended up with proper real estate and, and had money to just burn on whatever he felt like burning it on. And this was it. Like, is this film? Now I used to listen to Jim and Sam when I had a uh, Sirius XM radio and they used to talk about, or Sam at least used to talk about this movie all the time. And I've been wanting to watch it, but it's, I don't think it's something I could watch by myself. Mm. So your consequence mm-hmm. is that you're going to have to watch this movie with me. No, ah, ah. <laughs> I tried to watch and it I, before Kyle. It's, it's, I, ah, I know, ah. I know. <laughs> Shit. 
shit. I think maybe we turn this into a watch party. Oh, God. And for anybody thinking this might be a consequence for me, I can stop anytime. I can tap out anytime I want to. Oh, yeah. Dan, you cannot. Oh, wait. So then you're just watching me watch it? Uh, I mean, if it gets, if it's that's, really that bad and I can't okay. do it. Oh, that's sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. I think we should turn this one into uh, an, an event to anybody else who wants to watch it with us. Uh, you know, feel free. We'll, we'll put some links in the Discord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Misery loves company. <laughs> Uh, I've tried to oh, watch this like film, that. Kyle. It is unwatchable. I would. I I get, okay, let me bargain. I'm in denial. Let me bargain. <laughs> no bargaining. I I watch Jersey Shore. Nope. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> should we uh, should we actually pick some bets now? Okay. Yeah. Let's make pick some, some bet picks. Make some bet picks. I get to go first, and uh, surprise, surprise, I'm betting ACI Albertsons. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I got my stop at uh, $29 is so far down there. Let's let's put the stop at 30, 30 even. Okay. Take profit. I will sell half if it gets to thirty three fifty. Obviously, I was going to go with Bristol Myers, but uh, now I'm actually looking at uh, Campbell's, and I kind of want to go with that. Oh, CBB. Yeah. I don't like the way it was rejected off of this, off of 46 yet. Um, I think it might retrace a little bit before it does take off. So maybe I will stick with my guns and go with BMY. BMY. At least BMY, I have a spot where I can put my stop loss and flip short if it drops below. Right. Which I'm going to say is 60 half. 60 half. Stop for BMY. Stop and flip short. Take profit will be at, uh, let's say, half at 66. Since I always set it too high, might as well try it sooner. I also want my uh, uh, flip short, my stop to be a flip short. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, all right. Take profit 66. What about our illustrious random? Do we have any user user submitted entries? Maybe we should just uh, go with Campbell Soup. Fuck. Okay. Get that to VRAN. All Why right. Not? There we go. God damn it. But that's. Let's looks, do it. That looks hard. Somebody's <laughs> winning. <stock>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Where would you put the stops for that? For Campbell's? You're just going to let it go. <laughs> Well, random doesn't get to pick stops. Random is just buying them free. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Fuck you, random. This is already hard enough, Dan. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not, not letting I'm not giving random any more edge. Good call. Good call. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around to the end, folks. We love you so very, very much. Uh, we... we I know how to speak with words with my mouth. We love you all so very much. Uh, we'll be back at it uh, next... Well, we're going to be seeing you soon for that. Don't miss that. Uh, to James, Justin, Be Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber no, episode. No, did we get, no. did we talk to Justin Bieber? No, Jared Bibbler. Way off. Yeah. We'll be back here with that Jared Bibbler episode soon. And then uh, we'll find out who 
uh, starts to win the first bet of 2022. Stay tuned next week, folks. Until then, happy trades. Goodbye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org.